What's up, y'all? It's Vexed, where your problems may be checked. This your girl, Jada Key, and welcome to my podcast. What's up? What's up, y'all? I hope that everyone is doing well. Um, this is the season finale of Vexed, season one. Yes, it was very short and sweet for season one. That's how I wanted it. Just to, you know, test out the waters of the podcast life and see how everything flows. So far, so good. So, of course, season two is on the way with bigger and better things. Shout out to all the feedback and shout out to all of the supporters. I truly thank everybody for taking the time out of their day to listen to this podcast. Shout out to you so we're gonna go ahead and jump into this last episode and I thought much 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 about what I wanted to talk about with this last one but something that just keeps ruffling my feathers you know that just just keeps vexing me up is definitely love languages oh my goodness I have been so obsessed with this love language thing for the last few months and it's kind of creepy because this is the first time I've admitted that anyways so love languages if you don't know what that is a love language is how you communicate love with someone else it is a language your love language so you have five different love languages you have acts of service you have words of affirmation you have receiving gifts quality time and physical touch those are the five love languages and there is also a quiz online that you can take I took my quiz and everything that I've already known was definitely projected and confirmed through that quiz So let's get right into it. I feel as though a love language can be in any form of a relationship. So a love language can be in a friendship. It can be, you know, relationship with family. And of course, relationship with your partner. I definitely feel like love languages are very, very, very significant in your relationships because it's communication. Everybody love language is different, you know. Me, goodness, mine, uh, my number one love language is quality time. If you cannot devote any quality time to me, then we will not work out. I would love to just sit down and watch a movie. No phones involved, like, you know, checking it here and there. But if you're constantly on your phone when we're supposed to be together, oh, it drives me nuts. I hate it. Like, that's the biggest turn off that anybody could do, even in friendships, even with friends. If we're watching a movie and all you're doing is on your phone, oh, my God, nothing makes me more upset than that. Because it's just like we're trying to spend time with each other and you want to be on your phone. Like, we're not missing out on nothing. FOMO, fear of missing out. I don't understand why FOMO is so big nowadays, but whatever. So, yes, quality time. And quality time could just be not not only watching a movie, but it can be just anything, running errands together, um, cooking together, uh, just laying around, being lazy together. Quality time is my number one. 
Following that was acts of service. I definitely love acts of service. I'm the type of person to where I'm, I'm always thinking about somebody. I'm very thoughtful. So anytime that I would do anything for somebody, I've already thought it out. Like, and I specifically thought about the person that I would like to do that for. And acts of service for me, you know, a good example could be like breakfast in bed or, you know, going, taking the car and cleaning out the car, or, you know, putting gas in the car, just things like that. That's a good act of service. Like, or, you know, if you're in a friendship or, you know, dealing with family, pick up the phone. Hey, I'm riding by Zaxby's. Would you like some Zaxby's? Like anything like that is an act of service because it's so thoughtful especially when you know what people like, that's the perfect time to pull a good act of service. Um, my other thing was words of affirmation. Woo! So about this, this is gonna sound so crazy, but I do not like to verbally give words of affirmation. I would prefer to write it down only because I feel like I can express myself better than me telling my partner how I feel about them. I know it's weird, you know, I know we grown. I get it, I'm working on it, I'm working on it, you know, flaws and all. <laughs> but that's just something that I, I have a tough time with. I would rather write you a letter. One thing that my friends know about me, um, family, any previous partners, anything like that, I love cards. So if I, if it's your birthday or you know you're graduating, anything like that, I love cards. I like to write people cards. That's my way of showing uh, support and showing love, anything like that. Affection, because I'm not really big with affection. So um, that's my words of affirmation, if it is handwritten. Now, I think the reason why I don't like to give words of affirmation verbally is because I don't understand the purpose of the reassurance. Like, yes, people like reassurance. We all do. But I don't see why I need to tell you I love you five times a day. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just the type of person that I am. I will not tell you that I love you seven times a day. I don't even say hey 10 times a day. Like, if we live together, I'm not telling you, hey, every single time I walk in the house. If I walked out 10 minutes ago and walked back in, I'm not gonna say, hey, especially if I already talked to you that morning. I know that sounds mean, but it's not mean. It's just, I don't see the purpose of me having to continuously say, hey, or say I love you, or baby, I just came, like, no, I'm not doing that because I've already told you I love you. You know that I love you. So why do I gotta tell you that I love you 10 times a day if we in a relationship? It just don't make sense to me. Now, my cousin, my, my sister, that's my girl, you know, she's in the Air Force in Cali. She's pregnant right now, she's married. We had a conversation about this the um, other night and she thinks, you know, that that's very important. Keyword was cancer, she's a cancer. You know, they're very emotional in tune with their emotions as well. But her husband is a Capricorn, I'm a Capricorn. You know, I know a lot of y'all might not be into the Zodiac thing, but I just feel like 
the reason, because he feels the same way. He he doesn't, he's not as affectionate or he doesn't really give that reassurance all the time, only because why? And the only thing that I could explain to her was logic. Capricorns are very logical, and that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it in a logical state of mind. I'm not looking at it in a emotional state of mind I'm looking at it in a logical state of mind and I just feel like logically why do I need to always tell you five times a day that I love you if I told you today that I love you I love you like you know that I love you I feel like one time maybe two is good but when we start knocking on three plus I mm, I don't know that's not my cup of tea moving on the last two was uh, receiving gifts and physical touch. Receiving gifts, mm, not really big on it. A gift is nice, but I've never been like, that's my love language. Like, oh my God, such and such gave me a gift. I just can't live without them. No, like I'm straight on it. I appreciate gifts, but I'm not like, I need to have a gift for us to like work or for, for you to make me happy. That's never been me. Um, physical touch was an absolutely not. Sorry for everybody who's number one was physical touch or maybe their top three was physical touch, but it's a no for me, dog. It is a smooth no. I don't like to be touched. And that's just not for my partner. You can ask my family. I am not a hugger. Like, if you get a hug from me, eh, I'm not a hugger. I'm trying to be more, you know, affectionate, but it's just never been me. Um, I feel like um, my, my roommate, Mariah, she she and I were talking one day, and she asked me a question. She said, so if you and your partner are sitting on a couch, you know, a long uh, couch, whatever, and I'm sitting on one end and he's sitting on the other end, Am I content with that? If we're like watching a movie or something? I said, yeah. I said, yes, I think so. I don't have to be all up under you. I just don't. Like, I think one thing I realized um, where physical touch may really come into play besides, you know, the ordinary stuff, um, is when I'm asleep. I realize that if I'm sleeping in a bed with someone, some part of my body has to be touching them. So maybe subconsciously I like physical touch. Honestly, no, but you know, just to give it the benefit of the doubt, I'm gonna I'm roll with the subconscious part. <laughs> but um, yeah, some part of my body has to be touching the person that's in bed with me. Whether it's a foot, a leg, a kneecap, an elbow, lips, I don't know, something. Something has to be touching this person when I'm sleeping. It's just, I don't know. I've always been like that when I was little too. Like if I was sleeping in a bed with my mom, um, some she said that I will always be up under her or like some part of my body was touching her. Really crazy. But yeah, those are my five love languages. Um, I really encourage everybody to figure out what your love language is because in these relationships or even with family, with friends, it's important because this is how someone can cater to you. Your needs need to be met as well. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to cater to everybody else, but you need to get that same catering in return. So 
for example, in friendships, like I was saying, um, acts of service is really big for me and quality time. Like, I just really cherish that as a love language. I just, you know, if you're my friend, I need you to spend time with me. I understand we may um, be long distance or, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while, but like making plans to hang out with me is so, so big. It just, I don't know what it does for me. It just does something to me. Like, if you're my friend, come on, you know, we gotta make those plans and we gotta hang out and we gotta go eat dinner. Like, that's just stuff that I like to do. I like to see somebody physically in front of me. FaceTime is the next best thing, you know? If we're not in the same city, which I'm not in the same city with any of my friends. So like FaceTiming is really good as well. I really appreciate those FaceTime calls, but I definitely love a good, a good quality time. I, I just need that. You know, I feel a lot of people don't think that the love languages matter in friendships, but they really do, you know, because what I like, some of my friends don't like. Uh, some of my friends are physical touch people. I'm not a physical touch person. So, you know, taking the time to step out of my shell and kind of remember that this person, all right, they, they like hugs. So let me just give them a hug. I'm not going to die. You know, let me give them a hug because that's their love language. If I show them some um, affection through a hug, they would really appreciate it. My mom is a hugger. Jesus Christ. She just likes to hug. She says that she feels very connected through hugging. And I'm just, I don't, I just can't see how logically I don't emotionally neither. But you know what? That's my mom and that's what she likes. So hugging, if she wants a hug, I give her a hug. Now I'm not hugging her five times a day. Sorry. That's pushing it. Like that's not my love language. So you know, a balance needs to be there <laughs> on both ends, but I wouldn't mind hugging my mom, you know, two, three times out of the day if she really, really needs a hug or that's her way of communicating love, I'll do it, you know? Um, I really think, you know, love language is um, a 50-50 thing, you know? I definitely think by noticing and communicating your love language with someone else and you know they do the same thing it can really promote a healthy relationship because you know exactly what someone is craving a love language to me is a crave like you have those five love languages and quality time is something that i crave so it's just like fulfilling that craving you know definitely Take that time to figure out in your relationships what these people require and what they need, you know, because you need something. Um, as much as some people may not believe in love languages, I definitely feel like um, it may not just be these five things. You might, you know, you might express a love language through a different way, but I feel like they are there and they are important. And that is the easiest way to communicate love. I feel like that is the easiest way. And once you have that opportunity to know exactly what your partner or friend, family, whatever, what they love, then there's no wrong. Like, how could you do any wrong? You know what I'm saying? You can definitely have that good, healthy bond with that person. 
I actually want to, you know, challenge everyone who's listening to take the time to figure out what your love language is. You know, think about it. Really make sure out of the five love languages, you know, what is your top two and communicate that with your partner or your friends or your family members. Even ask them what their love language is so that in this relationship you have with this person, you know what they require and they know what you require. This could avoid so much miscommunication about who a person is and how a person responds to things and how they communicate. This could help you avoid all of that miscommunication because you know, you know how someone is. Like I previously said, I do not like to give words of affirmation physically, like in person, I would rather write it down. I just feel like I can, but I don't think what I really wanna say is gonna come out in that moment. I'm better off writing it down because it's more thought out. Um, I have a chance to really, really put my feelings onto paper, very, very concrete. Not saying that words aren't concrete, but for me, writing that in pen and just giving it to you is just, it's so different for me. It's very liberating. So definitely take the time to figure it out because I think a lot of relationships fail because people don't know their partners or friend or family love language they don't know what it is you know and before even hearing this podcast a lot of people probably didn't even know what a love language was so now that we got that into check you know what I'm saying definitely just google five love language quiz it'll pop right up it's um a few questions pretty much they're just asking you what is more meaningful to you and you have two answers it's like a and b and it's different scenarios throughout the quiz so definitely take the time to take that quiz because it can really really enhance one of your relationships that you have with someone well everybody that concludes the season finale of vex and i really hope that everyone enjoyed some of the things that were talked about this season of course season two is going to be on the way pretty pretty quickly you know maybe beginning the year off right with that fresh new season of vex so thank you all for listening Big shout out to you. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. As always, much love, peace, and respect. I'm out.